Welcome to For the Love of Books, a podcast by North Lancashire Libraries. Hi everyone, welcome back to the North Lancashire Libraries podcast For the Love of Books. My name is Chris Wilson, the e-services librarian, and today I am joined by Drew Feeney and Judy Maguire, who are both um, from Airdrie Library, and they are here to te- to join me in what is the last episode of our current run of of, of podcast and it's going to have a bit of a wintry Christmassy feel to this one because it is almost time for Santa to arrive so we're getting all in the festive mood. I haven't quite convinced Drew to wear a Christmas jumper just yet but I am working on it so we'll see you. Not yet, not yet. yet. (laughs) So guys, you guys were really involved with organising Winterfest that we had recently at Summer Lee. It was a kind of wintery, festive day um, of fun for families. How did that go and what events were really well received while while the the day was running? Well, we thought it went very well. It was certainly wintry. It was cold enough. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it went well. I think probably the, the two children's authors were highlights really of the day we had David McPhail um, he was speaking about his Vikings series yeah. and is it Thorfinn I think yeah. um, is one of his characters and it's all to do with um, sort of winter festivals and Uphelia and things like that so I think he managed to kind of tie it in quite well with that Fantastic. and then we had Mandy Sinclair who illustrated the book that's quite a long name what is it now phantom the ginger mogs crumpy christmas eve well done. <laughs> it's a fantastic well title <laughs> so um and it's it's quite special because it's written in the scots language and um she did all the illustrations so she told the story and then she talked the children through an art workshop where they got to, to draw phantom And then she invited suggestions as to what else they would like to draw. And they came up with the baby Jesus, which (laughs) took her quite by surprise. (laughs) But um, to her credit, she managed to do a very nice stable and a baby Jesus and Mary and Joseph and assorted kings and shepherds and even a donkey, I think, made an appearance. So I think those were two of the highlights. What, what would you say, Drew? What else? I, I think I think a real highlight as well for us, Chris, was the fact that we were able to take our libraries and take them out elsewhere and, and work with partners and with a huge range and variety of partners to put on Winterfest in the first place. Summerlee is a fabulous venue um, and it really lends itself to lots of different um, purposes. So as Judy said, we had some really successful author talks the other day, but we also had things... With a marketplace um, where we had a range of kind of partner groups. Um, our Airdrie Knit and Natter group were there supporting Macmillan, selling some of their wonderful knitting um, in, in aid of the Macmillan uh, Cancer Charity. We had the Airdrie Observatory, um, the Airdrie Astronomical Association were there. We had colleagues from museums doing museum work. We had um, a local author, David McClure, there who was signing books. Um, we also had our authors, we also had um, we had a Macmillan guided walk that was there and we had a singing tasting session. So there was lots of different things on offer at Winterfest. And for us, that was a real success as well. Pulling all of that together and working with all of these partner groups in a, in a location that the libraries, um, you wouldn't necessarily think was a library venue. So that yeah. was a real success as well. And, and it was it was good for us to be out there and be in a different place 
and just showing how versatile our service is and how many different strands to it there are. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> definitely. Not, I think not, it, uh, sorry, sorry, not forgetting included. therapists. Did we, did we mention therapists? Yes. We had three lovely therapists, dogs there, okay. which were the, the kids just loved patting them and giving them a cuddle and... One of the wee dogs was quite shivering in the cold, but apart from that, <laughs> you get, get a good cuddle from thing. some kids would, would help. I'm sure getting a little bit of heat in them. Yeah. <laughs> that, Drew, I think you're, you're right though. I think that is one of the great things about um, events like Winterfest is that it, it does take um, our services out into different venues because it's because we can promote things easily within our branches, but it is a little bit more difficult to get the word out a little bit further. So it's one of those things that can help kind of get the reach out there a little bit better and get us kind of kind of wider known as to what what things are going on in the libraries and stuff. So that's fantastic to kind of get that. Do you think that I managed to boost the Christmas spirit of those people that attended the Winterfest, do you think? I think so, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, Summer Lee was looking really quite festive and the fact that they had the wee Christmas train and they had a hot food stall and an almost sort of continental feel to that and um and the Christmas tree and Santa of course was on site as well. Yes, yes. Assorted elves. Yeah. (laughs) I think as well we we had colleagues colleagues from um Cumbernauld Library who were there um promoting our playlist for life service and and they had um the tunes, the Christmas tunes were blasting and and it really helped to kind of lift everybody. And it really did set the scene, as Judy says, with Santa and the elves and the, the, the Christmas market. It was very festive. It was very festive. It was a nice time to do it. It was the first time we've done it this late in the year. Um, whenever we've done anything at Summerlee before, it's been a summer thing. Yeah. So it was it was a nice change for us. And it was it was really nice to get out and have that whole festive sort of atmosphere to to, to hang our events on. It was, it was a really nice day. It was a nice day for everybody. Fantastic. Now, not only have you guys been the stars pulling together Winterfest, you have also became the stars of our winter entertainment on our social media as well through the series of videos that were called Winter's Tales. Um, uh, you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Um, yeah, we've we've had a lot of fun doing that because obviously we were able to pick out our favourite perennial Christmas tales and we've we've really enjoyed telling them. Um, what would you say, Drew? Yeah, it's it's it was an idea that actually that Judy had come up with um, that it would be nice to do that. We have we we hear all the time when we have author events in our libraries. We hear all the time through feedback that adults love stories being read to them as well, and it's something mm-hmm. that's kind of often overlooked and. And Judy, the idea of maybe we could, you know, use YouTube and Facebook and, and social media to do that, to do that and to do it in really kind of small scale, but to do it with um, classic stories that, that everybody kind of knows that are cosy and warm at this sort of time of year. Um, so really, that was the kind of thinking behind it. And we've been absolutely delighted with the response that we've had, um, because it really seems to have struck a chord with our our yeah. subscribers and with our, our customers online um, and, and they seem to really have kind of got behind that so it's something that we're delighted with it's great fun to do as well it's brilliant yeah. fun 
I think it's, am I right in thinking there's going to be six in the in, in this run of, of videos? And so by the time this podcast is going out, I think we'll actually be just waiting for the finale to come out. Um, I think if I get well, my dates right. The last one comes out on the winter solstice, I think. So that's quite nice. Oh, as well. yeah. So it's, it's got a, a kind of purpose to that date, which is fantastic. And <clears throat> if you haven't had a chance to see any of the videos so far, you can check our, our YouTube account because they are there's a playlist put together with all of them there, so you can kind of have a weekend of kind of winter night to yourself and kind of watch all the videos if you missed them so far and um, hopefully you've enjoyed uh, anyone who's enjoyed them can have a look back as well and see them. They are all kind of tales that are mostly kind of cla- winter classics uh, or Christmas classics as you said there Drew. Um, how hard was it for you to pick the stories that you've done so far Was because there's obviously plenty of Christmas stories to pick from. Yeah I think it, it was quite difficult, but there was, at the outset, there were certain ones that we were not going to do without putting in, I think. Um, we started, the first one was was just after Halloween, so we did an excerpt from The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, um, which is a kind of overlooked one in this country. It's very much an American sort of classic tale at Halloween, but I think we, we tend to know it a little bit less, so that's why we picked that one. Um, Judy had her own kind of selection as well. I was not going to let the box of delights go and that's maybe giving a wee bit away as to what the kind of the future <laughs> ones are going to be but that is my all-time Christmas favourite story it's um, something that I read and watch every single year so there was always going to be the box of delights in there um, That's that was my sort of perspective of it Judy I don't mm-hmm. know what you think um, well I think there just had to be a bit of Dickens in there I think Christmas is not Christmas without a bit of Scrooge. So <laughs> we had to have that. And, well, again, giving away a bit of a spoiler, but one of the ones that I love at Christmas time is The Gifts of the Magi. I don't know if you're familiar with it, mm. um, but that's going to be possibly next week's, but it's going to be one of them anyway. So Fantastic. it's we've kind of indulged ourselves a wee bit by choosing <laughs> things that we we love, but then... I think you can tell the story better if you you obviously yeah. enjoy it yourself. I think if you if you know the story well and you and you enjoy the story, it does definitely kind of help the kind of the reading of it and can that can comes across in the in the in the videos as well. So it kind of helps the kind of person listening or watching to kind of enjoy it a bit more if you if you mm-hmm. do know the story well too. Yeah. Um, what, was there any stories that just missed the cut that that you kind of would have maybe liked to have kind of included in there, but just kind of missed the kind of cut for the six videos that you were doing? Well, there's, there's I'm kind of not going to give much away, but there was one in particular that's quite a long one. Um, that's by a very famous um, literary author who's won the Pulitzer Prize, um, who we managed to get permission to to do that for and do that with. That we're hoping to maybe do as a kind of extra time thing possibly after Christmas. So uh, um, not that sounds really kind of vague and abstract. But, um, it's, it's a teaser, Drew. It's a teaser, but it's a teaser nonetheless. Yeah. But yeah, that, that, yeah, that was one that we thought was perhaps too long. So we might do that in a slightly different format, but that's one that we're kind of hoping to do again. Yeah, we might serialise it like the archers or something. <laughs> so yeah. We might do that possibly in January, because I think it's one that's definitely worth doing. 
Well, there you go, guys. It's an exclusive coming straight from our Winter's Tales expert <laughs> uh, for, for what to watch out for in the, in the coming uh, coming weeks. Uh, now, it's almost Christmas time, as I said earlier. Um, so I wanted to find out from you guys if you have any specific book or reading habits that's related to Christmas, something that you maybe only really do at Christmas time or kind of how, how you go about reading at Christmas time and things like that. So, Drew, is there anything in particular that you kind of find yourself doing at Christmas related to reading our books? Yes, yes. Like I say, um, I have a, a, a kind of lifelong love of um, John Macefield's The Box of Delights, which is a kind of almost forgotten now 1930s um, Christmas story. Um, and my, my kind of reasoning behind that was when I was a boy, it was serialised in 1984 on the BBC as a kind of television adaptation. And it's become an almost sort of forgotten classic now. Um, I mean, if you watch it now, it, it does look a little bit dated, but it's just filled with kind of Christmas and filled with the spirit of Christmas. And it's the book itself, as I say, is 1930s. And it's a very, very strange a tale of magic and and kind of sorcery and all of this round about the time of Christmas. But if you look into it, you can really see influences where Harry Potter comes from, where the Lord of the Rings yeah. came from not long after that, where um, a lot of, sort of our, our conceptions of a modern Christmas kind of comes from this sort of lodestone of a kind of story. So I, I, I tend to either watch... I watch the series every year and I might read the book every year as well. So that's that's one of my, that's probably my main Christmas reading based sort of tradition. John Macefield's The Box of Delight. Fantastic. What about yourself, Judy? Have you got anything that you kind of like to do at Christmas time? Well, I do always like to have a kind of Christmassy book to read at Christmas. But do you know what I really don't like? are those ones where, and there seem to be so many of them, where somebody has had, you know, a bad breakup or something, or <laughs> they've had a, a, a burnout at work, and they go somewhere isolated and snowy, and it's, you know, to heal their broken heart, and suddenly they start baking cookies for a bakery or something. Yeah. Um, in Cornwall or Devon or somewhere like uh-huh. that. <laughs> and then and, and then by the end of it, you know, there's obviously a handsome stranger just in time for a good snog under the mistletoe and, and <laughs> the potential for a happy ever after. <laughs> and they're just so formulaic and there's just so many of them yeah. that, you know, oh, I just can't really be bothered with them. But I do like something kind of cosy and, you know, even if it's like Hercule Poirot's Christmas or, you know, something like that, that's probably a bit old fashioned and just has yeah. that that feel about it. Yeah. So I'm sorry I've just dismissed that entire genre of Christmas <laughs> But that's the great thing about reading because everybody's got different tastes and what and what they like and what they mm-hmm. find that they find interesting. And they are um, popular. They, are, they very, certainly very do so. go out well, so yeah, very much so. I, I quite like as well a, a Christmas sort of ghost story, you know, like M.R. James or or something like that. And over the last few years, Matt Gatiss, the actor, has has done some fabulous adaptations at Christmas. There's another one this year on BBC Two and Christmas Eve, um, the Mezzo Tint, it's called, and they they're excellent and they're a, a big Christmas tradition as well. You know, a kind of Victorian sort of ghost story or, or Edwardian kind of ghost story. They're fabulous things at Christmas, cosy but in a different way, you know. Mm. So that's that's maybe a good kind of thing as well. One of the things that I love, and I'm probably I might murder the pronunciation of this a little bit, is <laughs> is is Jollibuka flood. I think it's kind of pronounced, oh, uh, yeah, which is yeah. a which is an Icelandic kind of Christmas, an Icelandic Christmas book flood, book flood. I think it um, <laughs> translates into. 
And um, it's basically kind of gifting a book on Christmas Eve to family members um, and kind of and spending the time, kind of uh, a bit of time on Christmas Eve reading um, uh, your, the book that you're gifted and with kind of like hot chocolate and things like that sort of stuff. Have you guys heard of that before? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds yeah. amazing. I think it's one of these things that's kind of slowly but surely kind of becoming a bit more kind of well-known over here. Um, and it's just the idea of just kind of enjoying a nice kind of hot chocolate, kind of Christmassy and things like that and, and enjoying a book together on Christmas Eve is just, I think it's, it's a lovely kind of, kind of memory, I think. To kind of yeah. That sounds Are amazing. you allowed wine? <laughs> well, I'm sure you could have wine if, you, if that's more the kind of you're sitting to over hot chocolate. I've, I'm too sweet to for that. I, I much prefer the hot chocolate with marshmallows, the cream, the whole top, the whole. Oh my. For that. Yeah. <laughs> Indulgent. Indulgent. Yes, definitely. Uh, now, one of the other things that I think is very special about Christmas time is, is children's books because, because there's lots of kind of great Christmassy children's books out there. And um, ha, have you guys seen any Christmas books coming into the libraries that parents um, could, should look out for that, that you think would be great for the Christmas reads for kids? I, I think um, a really popular one just now is Tom Fletcher's Christmasaurus series yeah. of books. Um, there's just that, the, the latest ones just came out and, and whenever those kind of copies come in, they always fly off the shelf in the library and you see that elsewhere as well. But the library in particular, and especially now that we have reservations again, um, those are really, really popular ones. And he's obviously a very high profile, a very popular author. So I would say those are really, really kind of on the money this year, the Christmas Saurus books by, by Tom Fletcher. There are lots of other ones. Um, I think the Ichabod by J.K. Rowling was a very yeah. big book last Christmas. Um, and I think she's got a kind of a, the Christmas pig, I think it's called. There's a, a special Christmas story this year. Yeah. So she She's very much in the market at the moment as well. Those are the ones I would look out for and, and say that they're very popular, very popular in the libraries. I think the Christmas pig, uh, if I m- remember correctly, is illustrated as well by one of my favourite children's book illustrators, Jim Field. Um, and and it's his illustrations are all really fantastic as well. Um, Judy, have you got any kind of Christmas kids books that come to mind? I would actually highly recommend the one that we alluded to earlier. The I have to remember this title again. <laughs> Phantom the Ginger Mog's Crumpy Christmas Eve. <laughs> um, it's the story is by um, Kirsty Johnson and the illustrations are by Mandy Sinclair, and it is just beautiful. They they won the Scottish Book Trust Scots Language Publication Grant to have that and there's going to be some follow-ups to it published um but uh, it's just it, it couldn't be more Christmassy and it's got such humor and the illustrations the, the expressions on like the cat's face and the people's face and I just think it's an absolutely wonderful book so I would highly recommend that this year for obviously for maybe what under seven mm. or up to age seven probably yeah. But yeah, fantastic. Going back to the Christmas Saurus one as well, Drew. Uh, the great thing about that as well is that there's different ones for different age groups as well, isn't there? Yeah. Um, there's kind of a picture book version, um, and there's also kind of the sort of ones for sort of older kids too. Yeah, really, which is really good for everybody. Yeah, yeah. For <clears throat> And um, and the Tom Fletcher one, I think it's really good. So he also does the the ones that are kind of there's something in your book series as well. 
and there's a Christmas one of them, which is the, the there's an elf in your book or, or elf in my book. I can't remember the exact wording of the title, but mm. um, but that that one's a really good one as well because because at the very without without having too many spoilers, it's a great one to do on Christmas Eve because there's a bit about the end of it about leaving it to get checked by Santa uh, on whenever you can have get to the end as well if you if you pass the elf test that's in the yeah. book so it's a fantastic one to have as well so i would highly recommend that one now you're thinking a little bit wider than just christmas books um because we know judy doesn't really like the kind of three <laughs> little christmasy <laughs> books that, that, that come out um have you guys read anything that this year that you'd really kind of highlight as a as a really fantastic christmas present for anyone who's really looking to kind of get that really great story for for the book lover in their life my goodness, um, there's been so many, but I, the one that kind of springs to mind, and this pre- preempts probably what we might discuss in a bit as well, is the, the, what I'm reading at the moment, which is the second of the Richard Osman Thursday Murder Club series. This mm-hmm. one's called The Man Who Died Twice. It's the second one. And as we all know, the, the first one was the runaway success of, of last year, or perhaps even the year before, I'm not quite sure. But um, this second book has been a huge hit this year in the library. Um, I, I recall the day when, when our 12 copies came in and we put them out <laughs> on the, the table at the front door and by, the, by lunchtime that day, the 12 copies were out. Um, now they wouldn't even do that because the, the reservations are back on and they'd all be gone. But they, these these are fabulous, um, very kind of cosy Agatha Christie type reads. For anyone, I'm sure lots of our listeners here will have already read them, but for anyone who hasn't, um, with a, a, a very interesting gang of sleuths who um, all live in the same retirement home um, and get involved in all sorts of kind of shenanigans and, and murders and mysteries. And, and the second one follows on um, literally the, the following Thursday from the, the first book. So it's very good. It's very much the same sort of vein. Um, they're, they're gentle, but at the same time, they're funny. Um, so I would recommend that as a, as a Christmas read this year. It's not too onerous. It's very... Um, uh, you'll get a good laugh out of it, but it'll also engage yeah. your brain if you like mysteries and stuff like that as well. So, the, the Man Who Died Twice by Richard Osman, I would recommend that at the moment. What about yourself, Judy? What, what would you recommend? Um, I'm really enjoying the Ambrose Parry books, and I know that you, you like those too, don't you, Chris? Yeah, they were good, yeah. Um, we did the, the Way of All Flesh with our walking book group, our rambling readers. And it, I mean, it's great because there's just so much in it to talk about, like the whole, the, all the medical developments that are going on at the time. Um, one of our book group is actually a historian, so she, it was even able to provide us with a bit more background yeah. to it. And just the, the characters, you kind of, you, you want them to, <clears throat> to be happy and you want good things to happen. And um I just I find them really engaging in the fact that now there are three of them so far. So if you've enjoyed the first one, it means there's something else to go on to and you can kind of see the characters developing and what's happening to them and even medicine itself developing as the time goes on. Yeah. And the fact that it's, it's in Edinburgh, so it's relatively local to us and just how everything was at the time. I think you couldn't you couldn't go wrong with one yeah. of those. <laughs> yeah, one of the, one of the things I I do love about those books is that that there are they are fiction books, but there's also kind of 
kind of nods to kind of historical events or, or there are kind of historical characters in the books and things like that sort of stuff and and you kind of kind of there is so there's that kind of element to it that's kind of a bit of a combination of kind of non-fiction and fiction kind of yeah. merged together mm-hmm. which is really really nice and there are like kind of specific bits like that um about like uh, whenever in the first one um i can't remember the characters names now but off the top of my head but they're trying to kind of discover um uh, new ways of of kind of um, knocking people out for for um, for surgery and things like that, mm-hmm. and they're testing things out, and and the, and the things that get happen in the room, I, I actually <laughs> looked it up afterwards, and it's actually kind of quite accurate to what actually happened in real life, <laughs> um, yeah. which is which is really quite interesting to to me at the time when I was reading it. Um, but yeah, so that so that is a good recommendation for sure. The book that I mean just now is a total Christmas book because it is for our Facebook book group. It is a boy a boy called Christmas by Matt Haig. Anyone who has listened to any podcast in the past knows that I am a Matt Haig super fan and anything that Matt Haig writes and and is something that I love and obviously it's a kind of also a big Christmas movie this year as well so it's something that I kind of want to kind of pick up and, and read and it's and it is it's just that typical lovely kind of Christmas magical movie uh, or book and um and it's definitely one to kind of look at if, if you've if you've kind of if you do like Matt Haig books it is obviously a children's aimed at children normally but but it's definitely worth a read for anyone of any age because it will just fill you with the Christmas spirit and Christmas magic if you read it. It's fantastic. Brilliant. So that's what I'm reading just now. What are you guys reading this now as a Christmas book uh, that you're, you're reading this now, Drew? Well, well, I'm kind of halfway through and just, well, more than halfway through the Richard Osmond one, as I say, but I have also just read again, um, for, as Judy was kind of mentioning in our Rambling Readers book group, which meets... Um, uh, and we kind of walk and discuss books. I'm, I'm rereading our, at the same time, A Gentleman in Moscow by Amor Towles, which is a fabulous book, um, because that's the next book we'll be discussing in the book group. Um, just a wonderful, sophisticated kind of um, urbane sort of look at um, Russian history through the eyes of um, a, an aristocrat who finds himself imprisoned in a hotel and doesn't move from the hotel, but, but the whole of Russian history moves across him and mm-hmm. comes comes through the hotel at, that, at a very sort of pivotal time within the 20th century. It's a wonderful book. If you've not read it, I, I do implore that you go and do that. I'm also looking forward to Amor Till's um, latest book, which is called The Lincoln Highway. Um, it's a completely different sort of take, I think, in a different era of history. So that's just arrived in our libraries as well. Again, I was lucky enough to get a copy of that because they all flew out the door last week. So I'm on kind of two or three books at the moment, but all of them are fabulous and I would recommend all of them. Yeah. Fantastic. And today, what about yourself? Well, strangely, or perhaps not strangely, since we, we both run the same book group, <laughs> I'm reading as also a gentleman in Moscow. <laughs> um, we've got a, a very festive meeting of our book group, probably in the snow, uh, <laughs> next week. So that that's the book that we're going to be discussing. Um, the book that I'd read before that is called This Is Happiness. Okay. And because I'm reading two books and I'm quite old, I can't remember who the author is. <laughs> it's it's Neil N I A L L, and I can't remember what his second name is, which is dreadful. It's an Irish Irish author, and it's it's a book where sort of nothing happens, but everything happens in a way. It's about you know whole lives and such. It's 
such a big thing and yet you couldn't say there's any kind of action much to it. But Niall it, Williams is, no. is the, yeah, yeah. Um, quick, quick Google search. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, but it's it's about sort of the nature of happiness and how you might not even recognise it while you're in it. But later on, you would look back and say, oh, you know, that was happiness. And it's so it's it's quite a gentle book and there's a lot of kind of humour. It's um, set in a small Irish village where they're just getting electricity. And there's a certain amount of resistance in some families to this, this electricity thing. <laughs> um, and the, the priest has to go around and convince them because they'll listen to him that, yes, this is a good thing. <laughs> so... It's as I say, it's got lots of humour and it's got quite a lot of kind of pathos in it as well. So I, I really enjoyed that. that. Sounds brilliant. Fantastic. And now, as as I've mentioned, getting close to when Santa comes to visit us all, and everybody uh, who is a book lover, I think, always would like Santa to leave them a little bookish kind of present under the tree. It's something that that sometimes doesn't really happen very often to me because I don't know whether people think it's difficult for to buy a book for, for somebody who loves reading or or, or, what, or whatnot. But I think it's something that it's always nice to get a little kind of book under the tree or something related to reading. Do, do you have anything that you would have on your Santa list to get left under the tree? Yes, yes. But I, I agree with you as well, Chris. Uh, at the outset of this, it's very difficult because um, we in our libraries get every new book that comes out um, and that includes ones that you would hope to get from Santa. Um, so it's very tempting just to take them and try and borrow them from the library in advance. So Santa would probably get very angry if I go home with the ones that <laughs> I've asked for, you know, in advance of that. But I find this year, particularly at this time of year, there's a lot of non-fiction that's really, really good always comes out. So this year, there's the, the one I'm really looking forward to is is Mel Brooks's autobiography, the famous kind oh, of yeah. comedic film director. Yeah. It's just come out. It's the first time he's ever put pen to paper on his own career um, I'm really hoping that Santa brings me that Billy Connolly as well his autobiography again is out this year it's called Windswept and Interesting um, which would be another brilliant one to get um, and I have seen it downstairs on the library as well and I'm very very tempted but I'm trying to resist and there's there's other ones as well that are non-fiction autobiographies Will Smith I think is a big one this year the actor um, so just those those for me this year I'm hoping to kind of get at least one of those and the ones that I don't get, then they'll be coming home from the library. <laughs> Definitely. I hope Santa's listening for you then and, I hope and so gets too. a little hint for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for letting me do that. Thank you. <laughs> Judy, what about yourself? Have you got anything that you would like Santa to leave on the tree for you? Well, talking of Billy Connolly, we actually used uh, an extract from his last book um, at one of our new tricks sessions in the library. And, you know, can you imagine how difficult it is to read a <laughs> Billy Connolly story? <laughs> well, reading ahead and editing out the bits that you can't really say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's quite a, quite a comedy in itself. Um, but, yeah, like Drew, I would say I get most of the things that I want to read from the library because, you know, you, we know they're coming out. You can reserve them. Um and that leaves Santa free to get the Chanel number no. five instead because he knows that I get my books from the library. Well, Perfect. you always have to smell good whenever you're reading a, reading a book. Perfect. One of the things I really like, and fortunately Santa knows this as well, is kind of book themed 
diaries and, and notebooks. Ah. So, like, last year I had a lovely Marie Hederwick um, desk diary, which has got all these beautiful Fantastic. pictures of the Hebrides. And, like, I had a notebook that had shelves of books all on the, the cover of the notebook. So I actually, like, book-themed kind of things like that that I can use all year. Brilliant. But for reading, yeah, I would probably get all my requirements from the library. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Fantastic. That's great. <clears throat> That's all the questions, really, that I had for you guys for today's episode. So thank you for joining me, guys. Um, it's been mm-hmm. great to hear a little bit more about Winterfest and how that went. And, of course, Winter's Tales as, as well, which anyone can go back and check the ones that have already been released and can look forward to the finale coming out soon as well. Um, for the library service, <clears throat> we have been doing... Uh, online advent calendar throughout the month um so you can go back and check the little clips of things that we've been doing for that it's a bit of a mash mash of things that have happened in the past things that happen coming up and little kind of little special things that are kind of one-off things as well so you can kind of check through the advent calendar that's been so far and watch out for it coming each day on our social media as well to get a little bit of something special on your social media too and um drew also kind of hinted a little bit towards another project that we've been doing recently is playlist for life and because it's winter we have been doing uh a, a special promotion for that called My Fest of Memory and we are building a North Lancashire Library's My Fest of Memory playlist on Spotify so if you go on our website there is a, a section for Playlist for Life and you can submit a fest of song that means something to you and we will add it to that playlist and you can like the playlist and listen to it on Spotify and things like that so that would be a really great thing for any of our listeners to get involved in and getting listened to our, the ultimate North Lancashire's my festive memory playlist over the Christmas period so do get involved in that and check that out but this is the last episode of our current run it's not the end of the podcast because we will be back after the new year as well with some fantastic new episodes for you but until then let's bye for us guys bye 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 take care